acetone. Wisdom shared by the housewives and the occasional house husband of Scotland in the pages of the Sunday Post in the 1950s. Whatever will they make of it today? Hello and welcome back to a nostalgic episode of Vasaton Podcast. It was, defines it from every other episode now. <laughs> um, just a, an especially nostalgic. So yeah, we're going to give Steve it is. his reign today. I thank to, you for that. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give you tips that sort of personally have a resonance with me that remind me of things as they were when I was a child. We're coming up to Christmas and I used to love Christmas. Christmas was great when I was a kid. Not least because I thought Santa was coming, but just because, Mm-mm. I don't know. I just remember being at home. All my memories of Christmas are being at home. It's not as if you were out at school or, I don't know, out playing with your mates. It's all being at home. And these things are going to sound actually quite ordinary, but they just remind me of the way things were compared to the way things are. God, I sound so, so old. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Pedal bin. Place an Starting open... strong, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Connie, if you could prepare, that's a rubbish tip gag <laughs> for once Steve's done. Pedal bin. Place an open carrier bag or large paper bag inside a pedal bin. All you have to do is lift out the bag when full and there's no messy bin to wash. Mrs. Simpson, 97 Ashdale Drive, Moss Park, Glasgow. Now, I know what you're going to say, Connie. I can see by the... the Hackneyed look upon I'm your face. I'm quite glad this is just a podcast because some of Connie's expressions. <laughs> what are you going to say? You're going to say that everybody does that now. Right. One of my chores as a child was to empty the bin. And I used to have to take the bin out. And depending on what had been put in the inside bin, I had to scrape that into the old dustbin. The metal bin. Yeah. The old metal bin. Yeah. Uh, the. Uh, <laughs> I know it was all it was a bin made of a sort of aluminium tin sort of stuff and it was the best drum I have ever come across <laughs> but that reminds me of going out in the cold in the dark Steve it's your job go, not, go and empty the bin I had to Are go and Steve do that Stephen? Well, to my mother I was always Stephen <laughs> she's the only person that ever called me Stephen and she used to tell me not to let people call me Stevie I have no idea why <laughs> Maybe she thought it was a good old thing. Nostalgia is a funny thing, though, isn't it? Because I bet you hated it. <laughs> I did. I did. I absolutely did. Yeah, especially going out when it was cold and wet and windy and raining. But it I was my job. Hardy and Scotsman, as he so likes to say every. Second. I am. I don't feel the cold like you, softy. Giddleys. <laughs> but anyway, I know that that is the most mundane tip in the world. But I had to do that, and it made me think of my childhood, going out and doing my job. And although, looking back, I suppose I felt a little bit of manly responsibility in having to get up, do my job, go out and do something for the family. <laughs> and put on a deep voice like this. Indeed. Uh-huh, it did make me feel manly. And I don't care if you're looking at me in that terrible manner <laughs> that you're looking at me. And how could anybody be nostalgia for emptying the bin? But that makes me think of... Uh, my childhood and the way things were and me doing this for my mum and dad. And I feel good about that. Oh. I don't care what you say. No, I think, I think that's cute. fair. I just don't have anything to say I'm about it. I'm genuinely it. astonished, though, that even in the 50s, we, that was a novel thing to suggest. Yes. Yes, I, I know. A, You'd a think that would. Mind you, it wasn't a towel-worthy. No. Tip. No, it didn't win a towel. 
Right, tell you what though, this one did, and I'll tell you why it's nostalgia for me too. The bathroom. <laughs> to de-steam and cool a bathroom quickly, let the cold water run hard as you empty the bath. Leave it running for a little while after all the water has run off. Mrs. H. Christensen, 38, Gairn Terrace, Aberdeen, wins a pair of towels. Now, I cannot remember the last time I had a bath, but as a child... <laughs> and don't we know it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but everybody has showers Stop nowadays. It. Whereas, as when I was a child, I had a bath. Once I always a week? had a bath. Um, I think it was more often than once a week. Although if I could get away with not having a bath, I would do. I did enjoy it once I was in it. I just didn't really like getting told to go for a bath. Um, as, I went, as a very, very stuff. small child... I remember being sat in the kitchen sink and you would probably given a wash. stuff it. <laughs> <laughs> but that that again, it reminds me of childhood, and I don't know. Maybe it was because it was single glazed windows, but it did always seem to steam up the entire room when you're on a bath. And I'm sorry that that reminds me of my my early early childhood. I remember. I don't think I remember myself ever being in a sink. To be washed, but my wife definitely was. Sure. Uh, she got her, like, especially like her feet would be put in the sink to get them yeah. washed that oh. way. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was I sat really on the edge of the sink on the draining board because he fitted washed. until he was thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. It was a big out, sink, to be fair. I'm trying to work out if the actual tip makes sense. I can't quite work out the physics of it. No, having, but, having cold water. Would it? But it would not help it condense the steam condenser yeah, onto the cold might water. Do, yeah, but then you would right, just end yeah. up with damp, wouldn't you? Yes. It's also uh-huh. a bit of a waste of water. I'm mm. always, um, it's counterintuitive, of course, but here's a tip. If you're trying to de-steam your window in your car, turning the hot air and the air conditioning on at the same time seems counterintuitive, but actually the air conditioner dries the air mm-hmm. while the hot air um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, vaporizes, what's the word, evaporates the yeah. steam. Uh-huh. I do both. Yeah, you should do both. Okay. In fact, my car, when you put, the blowers to the window and turn it to full hot automatically on puts on the AC. Same as me, polo life. Oh yes, we do both have polos, you're right. Twinning is winning. My <laughs> Land Rover has, <laughs> a, oh, <laughs> ooh, my. has a special button which heats up the windscreen and yeah. clears it within seconds I and do it's wonderful. I have that, well the back one does that quite yeah, well. Yeah, my, my, my previous car, my little Ford Fiesta had that in the front and it was yeah, brilliant. Like the front one. It was so really fast, so wonderful, so wonderful. Anyway, Wonder we are why. coming up to Christmas, so I'll need to give you a couple of baking tips because I can't actually remember what was baked, but um, this again, Christmas. I remember <laughs> I remember the need for this. Baking hint. I find it excellent to use a torch when looking into the oven to check the progress of baking. The contents can clearly be seen and the door need only be opened a chink. This is M.M. Birrell, 96 Canal Avenue, Glasgow. I think we've, have we done that before? Have we done that? I can't remember if we've done something like that. We've done something similar, I think. We have, we probably have, but lights inside the oven is a new thing. Well, d- glass. Glass on the oven is a new thing, yes. It's a new thing, yeah. even yeah. more so than that. Uh-huh. I can well remember looking in the oven though to see if the scones were ready and uh, be told to, to only look in a little bit, yeah, shut yeah. that door. And the smell that used to come out was wonderful. And it reminds me of Christmas. Uh, the Victoria sponge fairy cakes my mother used to bake and put a butterfly on the top. Mm. And we had them with butter icing and I loved that. Yeah, I loved most. I loved most scraping the bowl. Oh, Obviously. Yeah. Absolutely. My, oh, 
It's funny because I I don't especially like it these days because I make cakes for my daughter quite a lot and I, I I'm not I don't think I have actually licked the bowl since I've been an adult. But um, oh, I remember oh, I remember mature of you. I remember loving it as a kid and my daughter as well adores it. And it's it's really weird. There's this instinctive. I guess because you know it's butter and it's fat and sugar. You're sort of like, yep, my body will have that. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And pile it right on here. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but it's like, it it's amazing, isn't it, to, to think that um, the the women who are making these cakes had to develop very quickly a very um, instinctive and um, smart understanding of timings and stuff, yes. and of temperature, yes. because they couldn't just you know glance yeah. into the door and see what their eyes was. I know you couldn't just say Alexa. Set twenty minute timer. <laughs> do you do you, that, Steve? Steve? You just tell your kid to do it. But but it's um. <laughs> Like you, we know that if you if you open the the door on a cake, it'll just drop, flatten. Yes, true. Mm-hmm. Right, again, this is extremely personal to me, so I'll need to explain as I go. Clean step: leave a wooden box on the doorstep for your milk bottles. Then they won't mark the doorstep or get knocked over. Mrs. S. Young, sixty-three A, Camberwell Road, London. And the reason that I find that so nostalgia bearing is that from the age of 12 until I started proper work at 16 I had a milk round and I mm-hmm. had to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning in all weathers 7 days a week and go out and deliver milk from the back of a van and some people had these wooden things to, to you had to take the old milk bottle out and then put the, the new milk bottle in some of the time you had to choose where on the step to put the milk and Although it was cold sometimes, and uh, I would have been six foot four if I hadn't had so little <laughs> sleep. But doing my milk round and seeing milk being delivered now, which happens very rarely, again is so so redolent of my oh. childhood. Me and my two best mates were all worked on the same van, and we all gathered at five o'clock in the morning. You're picked up by the van, and you go and deliver milk. And I think it's an example of, uh, to be honest, the cold the hard work, the heavy lifting and such like, it's not really what you would expect to be a good memory, but I so, so love, life was so simple, getting out, delivering milk with, with my mates, your breakfast was a pint of milk, especially the the solid, the cream on creamy top. bit mm-hmm. on top. And can you remember your wage? I loved it. I can definitely remember my wage, yeah. You'll, you be, get? you'll be absolutely gobsmacked. When I first started, Let's, Let was, me try and guess. A pound. Uh, oh God, no, it would be a pound. It would be two shillings a week. Oh yeah. No, I yeah, I didn't I didn't start this in those days. I oh no, of course this, you were. In, yeah, you were in the. I started this in 1975. So pre post in 71. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 50p. Yeah, I was going to say about 80p maybe. Oh, it was 60 pence. Yeah. And we a all week. 60 pence a week. Yeah, and we thought that we should have got 70 pence. We thought we should have got 10p a day, or two shillings a day, 10p a day. But we got 60 pence, and having said that, 60 pence was enough to see me through the week. It was my money. I still had money left on a Thursday. I didn't. I stopped getting pocket money because I, I was a working man, and I saw myself all right. And used to get tips as well sometimes, uh, which was not just at Christmas. Sometimes people would let you keep the 5p or 2 or 3p, but 2 or 3p was enough for a quarter of sweets or enough for a packet of crisps. And it's funny, you're talking about um, when you see uh, milk deliveries these days, which is a rare sight, and you're right, it is a rare sight, it does still happen occasionally. You might be aware there's um, 
people take the mick out of, you know, Silicon Valley tech giants because they have got all these brilliant ideas and they can be so often um, dismissed as, you know, um, 20-something man boys trying to invent tech to do the jobs their mother did for them. Mm. But it can also be true that they have these brilliant ideas about um, disruptive technologies and you sort of go, it's the bus. You've invented the bus <laughs> yeah. in this particular yeah. occasion. But for, for deliveries, if you think about it, if you talked about doing a sort of locally sourced uh, electric zero carbon subscription delivery service, yeah. this sounds very like HelloFresh or whatever. Yeah. It sounds very sort of like a modern thing. It's just a milk round. Mm. It's a milk round. Yeah. It was, uh, but it was very before <laughs> its time, especially with the electric yeah. uh, delivery vans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lethem, where I live, most people get still get their milk from. Do they? Um, the Dairy and Forfer, yeah. And it was like delivered my granny at had, six uh, o'clock in the morning. Yeah. My granny has a, had a tile on her doorstep so the, that the she didn't get, yeah. the, the step wasn't like watermarked kind yes. of by milk. And my uh-huh. mum and I used to get milk delivered as well. Um, you get butter and Yogurt, fresh orange, orange juice. juice. Yeah, oh my God, yeah. the orange juice is so good. But that was Potatoes. One the, that was one of the few times you'd get orange juice, like fresh. Yeah, yeah. it was so yeah. good. Squash. And it's like different from the normal, like, as it's orange juice. But the milkman always used to go, like, you, you, they come on a Thursday to collect the money. Mm-hmm. And um, they used to go in, like, because my granny was in the chair and stuff the milkman would go in, right in, yeah, yeah, yeah. through my granny's door uh, and everything, and they would stand and yeah. have a chat and everything. It's it, funny. It's really true. It's one of those things we don't really think about and really see, but mm-hmm. um, especially for like posties. Yeah. Uh, Posties the same. They're very often a, a very important link with people in the community, and it might be the only conversation that some exactly. people have. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a good way of keeping yeah. tabs on vulnerable mm-hmm. people, totally. or especially old people. And even like now... If I see them, I don't get milk delivered myself because I don't really drink milk enough to to need it, you know, frequently. Um, I, say, I think I was drinking a pint of milk in the office just the other week, and several people said, "Oh, how nice can you drink milk?" And I was, I can drink milk. I just don't really. Because everybody likes milk, surely. Yeah, I but, like milk. No, I was roundly sort of. You no, steal milk, so milk. <laughs> he, he steals the milk. I will explain I drink the milk. to Chris why thing. before he gets sacked. <laughs> we'll be back in just a moment. Ho, ho, ho. The Pass On books make the perfect gift for Christmas, or even any other time of year, especially for your favourite older relative who will find lots in there that they'll recognise. You can get 20% off the Pass On books at dcthompsonshop.co.uk by using the discount code THRIFTY at checkout. And, as Santa famously always says... Check the episode notes for details and terms. Here's your bonus ad break tip. Embroider the days of the week in bright colours on seven white handkerchiefs. Inexpensive and sure to please. That is shocking, Steve. I can't believe a man of your good standing in the community would be such a milk thief. Milk thief. Milk thief. Milk thief. And I'm quite happy with this vile slander. I am. I, one of the defences for slander, as you well know, Steve, is that it's true. Veritas, mm. I believe yes. they call it, yes. Um, I drink milk, and sometimes if there's milk... <laughs> I, I drink milk! I don't care what you guys say. I, <laughs> if there's milk in the fridge at work, and there's always tons of it, so See, I fill up a cup with hey, milk and drink d- the milk. What you have to do is to get a milk carton, pour I the milk out, replace it with uh, oh. oat milk or almond milk or something, see if he notices. 
and then uh-huh. or, or, or flowery water. Well, no, see, I, I, a better <laughs> a better win, I think, is to make Steve drink uh, vegan milk for a week and oh then tell God. him he's been drinking vegan milk. What on earth is vegan milk? Non-milk. Like milk or almond milk or Non-milk. soy milk. Believe me, I would notice just from looking at it. Yeah. But my That's... milk skills are so finely honed. Coconut milk. Right. Connie. Right. You do that. Okay. I was like, what are we? <laughs> I do. <dare laughs> Down, boy. Is that, is that to try and get Connie to go faster? <laughs> right. Well, Steve. Right. Here's another tip, which is I'm going to take some explaining once we get there. Oh, Colourful. Six years later. Add colour to your bathroom by making curtains from gay Turkish toweling. They also absorb the steam. Mrs. Cassidy, 73 Blackwell Road, Carlisle. What are what's Turkish towels? Uh, to be honest, I'm not entirely sure what Turkish and towels And why can't is. we make out of gay normal towels as opposed to the Turkish ones? The, the reason I'm, I've chosen this one to talk about is because it's colourful and the world is now... A more yeah. colourful place yeah. than it used to be. And it's... Uh, you do know that when you see pictures that are in black and white, it wasn't actually in black and white. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's I've looked at the pictures so often that sketch. I remember it in black and white. Um, yeah. <laughs> don't you are always you colour blind? No, but when you look at old, old pictures, certainly old football games, and you see them in black and white... It is kind of difficult to it's imagine. It's hard to remember. I especially yeah. think that of like early cine film of like Victorians walking about in that sort of fast yes. duck, 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 yeah. kind of way. Yeah. You didn't actually walk You like forget that, that actually. Uh-huh. It's, it's stuttery. Yeah. Mm. It's but, just an artifact of the mm-hmm. film. But the, you're right though. The world is a more colourful place and people wear brighter colours than they ever used to do. Um, men, for instance, wear, an awful lot of them wear really highly colourful socks and this, it always... It always seems to me a little bit oh, you are an unusual sort of <laughs> unusual person, sort. whereas I'm, I kind of think of sober coloured socks and grey suits. And I look at guys in, you know, these loudly checked suits and think, oh, I, like oh, I wouldn't wear suits. that. I do like, what our, our um, uh, group chairman, uh, Ellis, has a suit that he refers to as his Paddington Bear suit. Uh, <laughs> brilliant. Uh, Is that the greeny one? Yeah, sort of sage colour with a big red check on it. It's, yeah, a, it's, yeah. a, it's a good suit. Yeah, I call it out your socks, Steve. Black. The advantage to black socks is that. Never get dirty, never get dirty. (laughs) The other advantage to black socks, and the reason I went through a phase of only owning black socks was that it didn't matter if they were unpaired. But these days I've solved that by uh, happily wearing socks that are not matching, as I'm demonstrating now to Connie and Steve. I just pick up any socks that I can find. That is 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 a leopard number. Is that Sorry. a leopard number on the on the uh, left? It was a kind of, I guess, leopardy printy yeah, thing. I'm a fan. Um, <laughs> um, I would but, never do that. I am. But, I am conditioned. Are they definitely your socks? Uh, well, do, it's funny. I do wear my wife's underwear, but it's just her socks. <laughs> I think the le- the right sock is mine. The left sock is hers, technically. <laughs> and but. You but said people these days wear uh, men, especially wear brighter colours than ever before. They do. Not true. I no? put it to you that in the eighties, oh. people wore brighter colours. Right, sorry, because that is the most hypersaturated that era. That when they were doing the dippy shades, but with shell suits and stuff. True. To reveal a bit about myself, I don't regard the eighties as the past. As the past, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or with any real nostalgia because I lived through that. Yeah, I was born in nineteen eighty. Yeah. How? Oh, you've been born. So. Ninety-seven. 
97. I mean, it was a previous millennium. We can at least console ourselves for that. Um, I, I don't see that as the past. I'm sorry. That's did you ever bizarre. have a turquoise shell set, Steve? I certainly did not, no. Did I you ever a... wear flares? Absolutely, oh, of course yes. Oh my God, yeah. I think we should do an episode where Chris brings, eh, Chris, where I'm looking at Chris, but speaking <laughs> to Steve, where Steve brings in photos of himself. When I was growing up like, in the 1970s, groovy uh, baby. The clot type flares that I used to wear. Did you have long hair, Steve? I did have very oh long hair. Oh my yes. god! Oh, we uh, need to see it. Yeah, we I, we're I can need easily. To our listeners it. need yeah. to see it. We're going to need to get a bit uh, of social. I had long hair virtually to my waist at one point. Yeah, waist. What goodness? Oh. <laughs> um, I also had a used to have a waist as well. <laughs> <laughs> Left that in the past too. Uh, I had a Charlie Nicholas cut in the early 80s. I don't know I was, what that What's is. a Charlie Nicholas cut? Charlie Nicholas cut Indeed. was a sort of flick at the front as a sort of side parting, but at the back, it was permed and long down <gasps> way past my shoulders. And uh, I thought oh, I was the height of fashion. Gonna need to Charlie see. Nichols. Charlie Nicholas. Nicholas. He was a footballer. While Connie's looking that up because she wants to get... She wants to give herself a nightmare fuel. Steve, give us one last tip. I will. Um, right, again, I have a special reason for giving you this not wildly interesting tip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. For kneeling jobs. When doing kneeling jobs, instead of carrying a kneeling pad around, place a piece of foam rubber under your stockings at the knee. <laughs> it protects the knee and gives a wonderful cushion effect. Mrs. Robin S. McCready, oh 3 Hamilton Drive, Largs, wins a pair of towels for that. Why is this an important tip to you, Steve? Because to me, it illustrates that an awful lot of the time these days, I think people really care about how they look. Whereas uh, yeah. in back in the day, you wore whatever was necessary. Stuff, and you did what was necessary. And you didn't care what it looked at because it was practical. And again, I look at people today with their Yeezy shoes. Well, he remembers on. what Yeezys are. They're yeah. socks, aren't they? Oh, They're no shoes. shoes. They're shoes. And uh, so, talking of relentlessly practical things where people didn't mm. care what you looked like. What, Connie, that haircut is unbelievable. Photograph by the way. of that. I mean, who on earth thought that was a good thing? <laughs> it's quite Brian May. Yeah. It's not even Brian. It's like it's like um, great, um, Danny Zuko at the front and yeah. Brian May at the back. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's what it was like. Everybody looked the same. With uh, well, who did he play for? He played for Celtic very effectively, and then got transferred to Arsenal. Uh, and it was the big mm. transfer but of yeah, the early nineties. It was huge, influential. Anyway, um, I'm honestly gobsmacked with that haircut. I think everyone should Google footballer Charlie Nicholas, and uh, just, yeah. So it's, from there. it's nearly Christmas, but oh, next yeah. week we have a special treat for you. Of course, yes, we do. So we're we do. going to Glasgow. Yeah, so we... Uh, um, we? Big city. You might remember we had a live show in front of an audience, mm-hmm. which we held again at Tenement House uh, in Glasgow, the amazing National Trust for Scotland property there. So that episode will be dropping into your podcast app on 25th of December. It's our gift oh, to you. Oh, well, we hope everybody has a wonderful time. And a wonderful Christmas. Yeah, of course. Thank you very much for joining us again today. Join us next time for more genius or possibly madness from the households of um, Scotland in the 1950s and for more nonsense from us here in Scotland today. See you then, guys.
Hiya, it's Chris here with a little personal appeal on behalf of Connie, Steve and me. We so love making this podcast and we hope to keep doing so for a long time to come, but we need your support to prove that it's worth doing. Now, there are three ways you can help us keep making episodes. The first, and the one that makes the biggest difference, is by buying the books. They're stuffed with hundreds of fascinating, clever and occasionally downright daft tips. And as Steve said, you can get 20% off with a discount code thrifty at dcthompsonshop.co.uk. Next, spread the word. Tell your pals to listen if you think they'd love it too. And if you tag the Pass It On pod on Twitter or Pass It On Tips on Facebook, we'll see you and we'll give you a big virtual kiss. And lastly, subscribing, rating and reviewing the podcast, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, help other people discover it when they're browsing and looking for things to listen to. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Even if you do none of that, we still love having you. See you next time.